1: Presented by high-caliber millwrights. Live from Providence Park, site of Portland versus Seattle, here's John Canzano with a ball-faced truth.
0: I'm interested in the Pac-12 conference, and I know you are as well. If you're a Duck fan, Beaver fan, if you're listening across uh, the Pac-12 footprint, you got a dog in the fight. Boise State, I think, is tuned in to what's going on with the Pac-12 as well. I wrote about it yesterday at JohnCanzano.com I was talking to the former Fox Sports Network president, Bob Thompson. And we were kind of talking about the possibility of ESPN grabbing some Mountain West Conference teams and putting them in the Pac-12. Not that ESPN would do that, but they would nudge the Pac-12 Conference and go, look, your media rights package would be worth a little more if we could grab some of those Mountain West Conference teams that are attractive San Diego State obviously attractive 1.1 million television households in Southern California get you back into that uh, LA Southern California footprint a little bit how about UNLV they're interesting how about Boise State which in the Mountain West Conference has negotiated its own TV deal historically I think uh, ESPN would be awfully interested in that. Here to talk about it, B.J. Reigns. He's the guy in Boise. Bronco Nation News, B.J. Reigns joining us. How much buzz is there, B.J., about the Pac-12 right now in your region?
2: Well, there's plenty. I mean, I think there's still buzz about the Big 12 as well. I mean, I think that uh, Boise State fans see either conference still as a potential possibility. I think Boise State still would see the Big 12 as a possibility as well down the line. Uh, but uh, certainly the Pac-12 uh regionally and and uh travel wise and all that would, would make some sense and uh i'm sure that that's something that uh you know the last month or so it's been quiet but back when all this news broke about uh, ucla and usc leaving that's kind of right what the what it turned to okay this is boise state's chance they, they gotta you know try to get it now and if they don't get it now i think there is a little bit of worrisome that uh you know this is kind of their last chance with this round of expansion to, to, to get it and if they don't that they may be left out for good so i think there's a lot of nervous interested fans and people in Boise looking to see if they can get into one of those two conferences
0: give us an idea of what ESPN's relationship is with Boise State over the years very good very good and
2: in fact I mean a lot of people say that Boise State became Boise State thanks to ESPN I mean they were willing early on uh, you know in the early 2000s they were playing on Tuesday nights Wednesday nights Thursday nights uh, every night of the week Uh, they were playing at 9 a.m. for a game in, in San Jose State to get on ESPN I mean they they uh, kind of went hand-in-hand hand with ESPN when they rose uh, to become a national power. It was in part because of all the uh, opportunities ESPN was given to put them on TV. And in return, they were given good ratings, scoring a lot of points and doing trick plays and helping uh, return the favor to ESPN. The Blue Turf obviously is very uh, ex- you know uh, unique to college football. And in the previous couple of uh, deals, the previous deal – in particular, that uh, the Mountain West had with ESPN, uh, ESPN owned the rights to Boise State home games. So Boise State got their home games on, on one of the ESPN channels uh, guaranteed, and that gave them more money in terms of the battle. So Boise State gets an extra $1.8 million in TV revenue than the rest of the league. Now their home games are controlled by Fox. But uh, with ESPN, that was a, a big part of ESPN's uh, agreement was they wanted Boise State's uh, home games, and so that's what it was, and then I think when they decided to go with Fox and CBS and cut ESPN out after this last deal, uh, that didn't really sit well with a lot of people in Boise, a lot of Boise State fans, and and frankly, people at the university uh, wanted to stay with ESPN, but uh, it just didn't work out, and the conference was the one that negotiated the rights and went with what they thought was a better deal, and and now Fox uh, controls their home games.
0: We're talking to BJ Raines, Bronco Nation News. He's the owner, he's the operator, he's the go-to when it comes to Boise State sports, this season becomes important, but it's the brand of Boise State. That fan base is rabid. I know. I've seen them. I used to cover the WAC when they were in the WAC. Uh, those fans are, are uh, crazy for Boise State. What would it mean to them to get that validation and finally uh, get into a Power Five conference?
2: Oh, it'd be huge. And I think that you know what, what Boise State has done on a national stage. You look at their record against the Pac-12. You look at their record against the Power Five. You know, in the last twenty years they're doing it with a much smaller budget than those schools. And so I think a lot of people believe similar to maybe a TCU or a Utah or some of these schools that have made the jump, you start giving Boise state some of that TV money on a more significant basis that uh, they could just totally take off. I mean, they've announced recently plans for a $300 million uh, new Olympic village uh, thing with all the new, uh, you know, basically new facilities for the entire athletic department, Um, you know, almost $100 million in uh, upgrades to the football stadium. Um, and they, they're really trying to, to you know, do some big things, and I think they're doing that because they want to try to get in a Power 5 conference. But if they got the money that came with a Power 5 conference, I think people believe, hey, look what we did with this budget. You give us some more money, you let us start having a recruiting budget and things like that similar to some of these other schools. I think they think they could compete on a national level and show that they're uh, you know, a power
1: team like they think they are.
0: Yeah, the last Mountain West TV contract, as you mentioned, it went CBS and Fox. Uh, it was about uh, $4 million per year per school. Boise State got an additional, I think, about $2.5 million. A Pac-12 team would probably expect to get about 30 to $35 million a year. That's a huge jump. I have to think the Pac-12 teams would think, hey – we could work Boise in, but at a lower share to start with, and they'd probably be thrilled with it. How would that go over? Do you think with administrators at Boise State?
2: Oh, I think if you, you just got to get your foot in the door somehow. I mean, if you know they're not going to agree to take uh, less money, you know, forever, but if it's a you know three, four, five year uh, thing that kind of you know eventually gets them to even footing as everybody else, I think they'd definitely be interested in that. I think that uh, they want to get their foot in the door, and like I said, there's some concern that if you don't get it in this round that you may get left out, you know, for good. And so I think if there was a scenario where they could, you know, get into the Pac twelve and then have to take less money for the first three, four, five years, but eventually they would be even with everybody else, I think Boise State would definitely be okay with that. I think fans would be happy with that. Everybody would be happy with that. And like I said, I think they are confident that with the increase in money they'd be able to use that to their advantage to, to continue to you know, do the things we need to with the facilities, and to get that on par. And and um, you know, the football. I know it's all about football, but the, the women's basketball team has had a lot of success. Been to the NCAA tournament like four of the last five years. The men's basketball team went to the you know won the Mountain West, went to the tournament last year. I and mean, they feel like they have some other sports: soccer, volleyball, both been good. That with increased budgets and with increased. Uh, Opportunity. They, they feel like that the whole athletic department could, could compete on that level. And if it means starting off with a smaller piece of the pie, I think they'd be all for that as long as it got to even footing at some point.
0: Yeah, because I think that's the key. Because what the Pac-12 needs to do right now is it needs to give Oregon and Washington and Stanford a real reason to be happy in the short term. And I think the way you do that is you invite Boise State in, and instead of giving them – Thirty-four million dollars in year one. They're used to getting, as I mentioned earlier, a much smaller share. You give them fifteen million, and you slide some extra dollars over to Washington, Oregon, Stanford. Everybody wins. Boise State's happy. Could the Broncos compete week to week in the Pac-12, or would there be uh, some challenges there, BJ?
2: Well, we'll find out starting next week, right when they play Oregon (laughs) State. uh...
0: In, in the season
2: opener, uh, I think they, I mean, maybe not right away from day one, but I certainly think they can. I mean, you look at their facilities, a lot of recruits and people I talk to say their facilities are, are you know, every bit on par with, with, uh, you know, teams in the PAC 12. And um, yeah, I mean, are they going to go win 10 games their first year? Probably not. But like I said, the uniqueness of the blue turf, the, the crowds they get that the fan base, how hard it is to come into Boise and win, um, I you know, they're, they're just a team that rises to the occasion, man. You put them in a big game, you put them on a big stage, and they're going to they're gonna, you know do something to make it worth it. So I, I do. I, I, you know, I, I do. I think you put them in there, you give them some time to, to get the you know, recruiting going and get it going a little bit. I see no reason why Boise State couldn't be, uh, you know, like some of those other teams, whether it be Utah or TCU. Like I said, they, they, yeah. they make that jump to the power conference, and they're able to get back to that level fairly quickly. And I, I, I believe Boise State is just such a unique place. And I think that they, uh, you know, I mean, in 1996, it's not, it doesn't seem like that long ago. It's only been 25 years they've even been at Division One level. I mean, they, were, they, were, they didn't go to the FBS until, uh, you know, FBS until 1996. And you look at their journey and what they've done through all the different conferences, and how, every time they go up a level, they continue to dominate and, and get it done. And I think they feel like that this would be no different if, uh, if given, you know, the, the resources and tools to help make it happen.
0: Yeah, tremendous fan support there in addition to that blue field. B.J. Raines is with us talking Boise State. Do you think there's a little extra for the Broncos in week one because this is a conversation. Let's prove we belong. We're going to Oregon State. Like, I know Oregon State doesn't want to hear that, but is there something extra in week one for them?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, certainly from the fan base. I don't know if the players are going to play harder because they want to show they deserve to be in the conference or something, but um, I, I would certainly help you know, and be an extra little feather in Jeremiah Dickey's cap if they could get the win. I know last year they played at UCF, like, literally the, the day or two before or after UCF was announced as going in the Big 12. They played that game, and uh, and then um, they were up 21-0 and, and then lost that game late, and that was kind of a really, you know, one that they would have liked to have had because they obviously wanted to get in the Big 12. So, um, yeah, I, I think it would certainly help. I mean, you know, I know they don't just look at one season and all that kind of stuff, I and mean, I think Cincinnati certainly picked a nice time to have two – seasons like it did you know right before all that came up and so it would certainly help boise state you know they went seven and five last year had a new coach obviously um they've made some changes to the coaching staff they, they feel like they're in a really good place with the team this year and so a 10 or 11 win season certainly would, would you know wouldn't hurt boise state with all this and i think a, a win over an oregon state team on the road uh, on espn they're, their only game on espn this year i believe. Uh, would, would certainly uh, help, I think, from that standpoint, no doubt.
0: Tell us about this team. What's what's the strength? What you know, Oregon State fans who are listening want to know what's going to happen in week one. Boise State going to Corvallis uh, on September 3rd. Uh, give us an idea of how this team looks to you.
2: Yeah, I mean, last year offense was certainly the issue. They had an offensive coordinator that came over from UC Davis with a pretty complex offense. They uh, really struggled to kind of get it going early in the season as their 1,000-yard running back got hurt. They had three different centers because their center was out all season, and the offensive line was just kind of a hodgepodge of guys all year. So they really struggled to run the ball, uh, you know, really struggled offensively for a good portion of the season. But they've got a four-year starter back, a quarterback, same offensive coordinator back. You know, Hank Bachmeyer. this will be the first time in his four years at Boise State that he's had the same offensive coordinator two years in a row. They got a Washington State transfer for the right tackle. They got their center back. So they feel like the line's going to be better. And they got their thousand-yard running back healthy, uh, George Halani, going into the season, so they feel like the offense should be much better than last year. And then defensively, you've got a safety in Dale Skinner and a defensive tackle in Scott Matlock, who both could be, you know, drafted in the first couple of rounds of the draft next year. So they've got a couple stars on defense. Um, Andy Avalos being a defensive guy, you know, the defense is going to be pretty good, and uh, they feel really good about the defensive side of the ball. So I think if they uh, if the offense can score some more points, you know, it is their lowest scoring output since like 1998 last year, they only averaged about 29 points a game. If they can get back in that 35, 36 points uh, you know, a game and, and uh, turn some of those field goals into touchdowns, I think they're very confident that uh, they, the team could be a lot better than 7-5 and
1: five this year.
0: All right, I'm going to ask you the question that everybody wants to know. Um, Big 12, Pac-12, both invite Boise State to come in. The money's even. What's the right play for Boise State? I think that Boise
2: State feels like they actually fit better with some of the Big 12 teams. I know the travel would be much harder. Um, there'd be other implications there as well. Um, but I think that, like, if there's just a fit, whether it be academically, the, the way their profile, some of the sizes of some of the schools and the campuses and the towns and stuff, I, I think they feel like the Big 12, you know, might actually be a better fit for some of their athletic, to put, you know, some of their teams and their, and their athletes. Um, but, again, going to West Virginia – or UCF, you know, for a conference volleyball game on a Wednesday. I'm not sure how much sense that makes. And so um, that'd be a really tough call. I think that'd be one that they would, they would, if given the chance, they would just shut their eyes and pick one because they'd be so thankful just to get into one of them. But I, I think yeah. that uh, probably might lean Pac-12, but I, I wouldn't discount the Big 12. I still think the Big 12 is, is uh, you know, not a zero, you know, it's still somewhat of an option for them and something they would certainly are, are interested in looking at as well.
0: Yeah, the problem with that might be that, and I agree with you to a certain extent, but I think towns like Pullman and Corvallis are great approximations for, for Boise. Like, you know, I get that like some of the other Pac-12 schools, and frankly, the, the success that Utah's had in making that leap in the Pac-12 might might encourage them as well. But I think the, the timeline isn't going to quite work out for my scenario there uh, to be a fork in the road. I think it's going to be the Pac-12 may offer first with the Big 12 being down the road, Uh, and I think at that point, you know, it it could be an interesting discussion. I also think ESPN's going to play a role in this no matter what. BJ, I appreciate you. I want to get you back on as this develops. Uh, How big a story is this in your world that, you know, is the season a bigger story or is the potential conference uh, expansion question a bigger story?
2: Uh, it's right now it's more on the season, but I mean, it was, you know, a month ago it, when, when camp was starting and all this was happening, you know, six weeks ago or whatever, it was certainly the realignment stuff. I mean, you're, people are checking their phones and searching Twitter every two minutes to see if something was going to happen. And like I said, there's a lot of nervous people here in Boise that think this is their last chance. And if they yeah. get left out now, they're not going to get in. And so I, I certainly think that, uh, they're hoping that a, a good season, you know, is parlayed into uh, an offer from one of the conferences. And I know behind the scenes, like I said, Boise state, put out these beautiful pictures of this 300 million dollar thing that they don't know how they're going to pay for yet but they want to get it out there and show people what they're trying to do and show you know conferences like the Pac-12 that they're behind the scenes trying to you know wheel and deal and so um, when it's quiet as you know that probably means there's stuff going on behind the scenes and uh, we'll see but the fans are certainly excited about the possibility certainly uh, it's a big story Um, but right now with, with not much going on in terms of rumors and things like that I think this first game and Putting the you know bad taste of last season behind them uh, is is a big deal. I mean, if they can go on the road and beat Oregon State, they should be four zero and probably ranked. Uh, you know, going into some big conference games in October. So I think that they're just hoping they can get off to a good start and see if they can build some momentum and get a little national attention and kind of see where that leads them.
0: BJ Rains at BJ Rains on Twitter. BJ, thank you. We'll get you back on. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, looking forward to being over
2: there next week for the game. It's going to be fun. I appreciate it. Anytime.
0: BJ Rains, Bronco Nation News. I like Oregon State in that game. I think Oregon State's going to be pretty good this year. Leave it here. We're going to talk about who you want to see in the Pac-12. So I'm asking you, who do you want in the Pac-12? Do you want Boise State in? Do you want San Diego State, SMU? Do you want to go uh, shopping in the Big 12? You tell me, 503-417-7575.
1: This is the
3: Bald-Faced Truth with John Canzano, live from Providence Park, site of Timbers versus Sounders, on 750 The Game.
0: I need your help. I really do. Because I'm looking across the landscape of college football and I'm trying to figure out what adds value to the Pac-12, what is going to improve the brand of the Pac-12 if you can, if you're going to add teams if you add boise state to the pac-12 i don't think there's a lot of going to be a lot of enthusiasm from all corners of the pac-12 for boise state how about san diego state do they add something how about unlv how about smu how about if you went shopping in the big 12 conference somebody like houston interesting to you who else 503 417 and if you tell me you would just be happy to see uh, the Pac-12 stand pat at 10 teams. I'll buy that. But I want you to tell me that. I need your help on this. Let's go out to Mark in Portland. He's going to lead us off. Grab a line at 503-417-7575. Mark, who are we
1: adding? Uh, I, I think Boise State. I mean, did, has Utah added value to the league? They used to be in the Mountain West Conference. Uh, yep. Boise State, their history, they beat Oklahoma in the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, they've beaten Oregon all three times they played them. They shut down Chip Kelly's offense better than any team I saw in his era at Oregon. Uh, they didn't. Oregon didn't get a first down till halfway through the third quarter. And look, Eric Blunt tried to beat the whole city up. If you remember that game, but <laughs> yeah, I was there. <laughs> I was there. I was on I deadline. State instantly is in the upper echelon of the Pac-12, right with uh, right there close to Utah. They have that potential. I mean, they do what what he said. They win every big game, John. I mean. That that game in 2007 to me is still the most exciting bowl game maybe that I've ever seen. Where it's oh, phenomenal. Were pulling rabbits out of their, you know, so hook and, yeah, hook I and think
0: lateral. They, uh, they ran the Statue of Liberty for the Statue two, of Liberty. You know, yeah. yeah,
1: I mean, and they had that team had nowhere near the talent. The 2009 team in a traditional playoff could have won the national championship. They had great defense. Austin pettis and titus young were nfl receivers uh kellen moore who was a great college quarterback like joey harrington they had the potential to shock the world and that's what this system doesn't give us they don't give us the cinderella story like boise state let me ask you a question all
0: right let me ask you a question i i covered fresno state i saw fresno state rise to the occasion when it would play like ucla or a pac-12 team boise has that same thing they kind of rise up could they do it on a week-to-week basis, uh, or has Utah proven you can do it?
1: I I think uh, Utah has built a team with depth. I think Boise State can do the same, John. You, if you've been in Idaho, what the hell else is there to do in Idaho? They love the <laughs> Boise State Broncos. Potatoes. A, oh, they love them. So, I mean, it's it's got a lot of potential. I think it's a sleeping giant, personally. I think Oregon's never beat them. So we yeah. need to get them in the league just so we can change that. <laughs> there you
0: go. Mark and Portland appreciate the call. And he's right. Um look, I covered I covered Fresno State when they were in the whack. And Fresno State would look forward to those bowl games where they got a chance to play teams. And I, I, I was covering a Fresno State team that went to Wisconsin in one, went to Colorado in one, uh, you know, and then Boise State went into Fresno and beat fresno state boise state fresno state those were all great teams but would you put them in the pack 12 do you want them there does it hurt the brand if you're an oregon fan are you okay with that if you're an oregon state fan are you okay with that let's go to david and eugene by the way that opens a line 503-417-7575 david who are we adding
3: not not Boise of state uh you know and i i didn't even think about them but it does make sense geographically, uh, but but I thought at, at some point the academic stature of the university came into play, and and that would preclude Boise State from getting in.
0: Uh, yeah, they do admit seventy seven percent of applicants are admitted to Boise
3: State. Yeah did did I hear that guy the the, the last not the last call the call of report did he say did he say Boise State was a national power. The I think that correctly. yeah, I
0: think he was talking about how ESPN positions them with the blue field and playing on a Thursday, playing on a Wednesday, playing on a Friday. They got great visibility. They have their own TV deal that got them about two million dollars a year more. But their deal is their TV deal is kind of a joke. I mean, the conference TV deal gets four million dollars per university. The Pac-12 is looking at thirty-four million dollars university, and people are laughing at them. Because the Big Ten's getting $72
3: million. All right, you told me
0: who you don't want. Give me a team you do want in the conference.
3: Well, San Diego State, I, 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 I would take that, again, because it does tie us back into, you know, that SoCal market, a uh, lot, of, lot of viewership, yep. you know, and that's a, that's a good recruiting hotbed. Now, is the conference going to going to continue to be a north and south, or is it just going to no. be one conference? one conference. Don't, don't they got to add yeah. – uh,
0: there's no north and south currently, and I don't think they would go back to it because they're also talking about going down to eight conference games. So they're just going to have team one against team two in the title game.
3: Yeah, you know, UNLV, I didn't even think about them either, but, but that would be kind of interesting too as well. Um, look, I, I'm, kind of, I'm from that area, and that guy represented the classic Boise State fan, you know, and I thought he was kind of snubbing us when, when he said, oh, yeah, we'd we, we to the
1: big draw before Pac-12. Yeah,
0: I think the Boise State would run full force into the Pac-12 It was offered, and I think they'd take less money to do it. You know, I think if the Pac-12 offered them $15 million a year and then took the extra $20 million and gave it to Oregon and Washington, uh, I think Boise State would just be thrilled to be part of the conference. I know, I covered Fresno State. Massive inferiority conference in that in that conference. Massive. And, and he's right at that. Boise State can play against the, the best of the Pac-12 and beat them. BYU can do it, too. BYU, 5-0 and against the Pac-12 last season. They'll be at Autzen Stadium in week three. But there's always been a question in my mind, can you do it week to week to week? I know that your kids can get up for a game here or there. I guess Boise proved it last year as they won five times against Pac-12 opponents. Let's go to Scapoose. Darren is in Scapoose, the Pride, uh, Derek Anderson hometown over there in Scapoose. What's it going on, man?
2: Too bad they shut down the varsity, which was his um, restaurant here in town uh, during COVID. Yeah. Um,
0: What's going on? Who do no you want in the conference? Ho-
2: no one's brought up Hawaii. Hmm. And I know they're not a great program, but my God, the recruiting the – fan base, I mean, Vegas, and if you added UNLV and Hawaii,
1: I would travel to both.
0: I would too. I, I, it was one of my favorite things to do when I was covering the whack. I got to go to Hawaii on somebody else's dime a couple times a year. <laughs> Stay down in Waikiki, Judah It wasn't
4: bad. Not bad at all. <laughs> Not bad at all. And with the travel being the way it is with realignment, might as well at a cool destination.
0: But can you kick off – you'd be kicking off games at like 9 o'clock. Whatever. At ESPN Pacific Plasa. time. Yeah. Oh, Pacific, yeah. You know?
4: <laughs> yeah, there's that too. I mean, Because it's
0: earlier there. Yeah, you're going, you're going further west. So those 7 o'clock kickoffs would be more like, uh, you know, 7 o'clock in Hawaii would be like a 9. Yeah, I guess you could do it like – there's an audience for Beavers it. Beavers played there
4: two you know, years ago, week two. They lost the game. They should have won it. It was really tough, and it kicked off at 8 o'clock our time yeah. locally, and it was like 5 o'clock or whatever it is out there. Uh, I, I get it, um, but, you know, the child. yeah. They, I want to add two teams that add value to the conference but are good and compete and don't suck. Someone brought up Utah. Yeah, they did. Who's the other school that came in at the same time as Utah? Colorado. Yeah, they have added no value, yeah. really, and no one wants to go there to play. Boise State, they can join the Pac-12, get rid of the blue turf. you think it's, I, it's gimmicky? It's yeah. gimmicky, it's hokey. It's not yeah. good branding, actually, for the Pac-12. The The program and quality of play is good, but the I don't want my Pac-12 schools going to play on that blue turf. It's the same thing with Pac-12 after dark. We really hate it. Yeah, I know on TV, like it, it plays good leverage, but honestly, we kind of hate it. Everybody hates it. I like Houston. I think you add that TV viewership. There's a potential with that program. I know Holgerson's there now. But there's always – I feel like they're kind of a sleeping giant. If they got to a Power 5 recruiting-wise, get enough of a sexy brand going, and they could unzip the Pac-12 and actually compete at a high level, and beating Houston would be quality wins for current Pac-12 schools, I think. I'd add a Houston, and I'd add maybe Boise, maybe Hawaii, but the Cougars, I think, are cool. San Diego
0: State feels like the no-brainer. Yeah, but But, they
4: need a better stadium, too. They're opening their
0: brand-new stadium this year. Then bring them in. There they are. We'll take them. You know what the Blue Turf has always reminded me of? You know, like, the classic uh, characterization of a pirate? You know, he's got a peg leg. He's got an eye patch. He's got a parrot on his shoulder. (laughs) The parrot is there to distract you from the eye patch and the peg leg. If you're that pirate. Like when he got up in the morning, he went, you know what, I got these two issues. How do I make people think about something else? So Boise State has the blue turf at its home stadium because they don't want you to know that you're in the middle of nowhere with only 500,000 TV households. People are peeling potatoes. You know, they got nothing else going no on. no attention said.
4: to the team behind the yeah. blue field.
0: <laughs> there you go. I want more of your phone calls. Who are we putting in the Pac-12? 503-417-7575. <laughs>